and welcome to the podcast Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. This is where we discuss how Christian professionals can approach work as an act of worship. Hey guys, it's John. Welcome to uh, Fully Express to another episode. And Fully Express is a ministry of Seeds to Life. And based on the idea that uh, we're most satisfied and God is most glorified when we are able to fully express who, he's, who He has created us to be. And I'm really excited today. We have a uh, special guest on that I think that you're going to uh, really enjoy listening to. His name is Sean Carlson, and he's the, uh, the executive director of Time to Revive. And I think I got that title right. He'll straighten me out if I, if, he, if I didn't. And I'm just really excited to have him on. Uh, Sean is a faith-filled man, kind of an example of somebody who is uh, walking by faith and uh, God moving radically in his life. So I know that you're going to enjoy it. So I want to welcome Sean Carlson. Sean, thanks for coming on. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on, John. Thank you. Uh, so Sean, tell us uh, just you know, for our audience a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of uh, who you are, your family, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I uh, I just recently ticked over the forty year mark, and uh, I have a, a wife and two kids, two years old, four years old, and then we've got one on the way due in a couple of months in January. And so, uh, we live in the in the Dallas, Texas area, and moved down here from warm and sunny Minnesota about four years ago <laughs> to join uh, join the ministry. Yeah, so uh, you moved down from Minnesota, and uh, it is yeah, nice and warm here compared to there. Um, but uh, tell us, uh, what did you do in the past? What, uh, what did you do for a living in the past? You know, prior to joining ministry, I spent 15 years in the technology world. I was, a, I left, my position I left was the chief information officer for a business and private bank in Minneapolis. And so I spent my whole life uh, studying IT, learning IT, uh, developing technology to, to run banks and other companies. And uh, that's basically what I did for 15 years. Then God got a hold of me. It's always yeah, that. Well, tell God. us about that. What, uh, what, what, what happened there? You know, I really had a, a reconnection with my faith. Um, and uh, during that time, I, I could really sense that God was pushing me into ministry of some sort. I didn't know what it would look like, but I knew he was pushing me that direction. And I had a, the, the bank I worked for was run by believers. And so we did a lot of wonderful work in the, in the community, specifically with ministries. And I thought that I was really doing that work at the time. And it was great work, but I knew God was calling me to more. And it was just through a series of walking some certain things out that um, I ended up in ministry here in, in Texas. Wow. Wow. It's a big change. Just kind of forsaking that uh, your training and the things that you studied for and, and the career, I'm sure you had, could have had a brilliant career and, and still had an impact, but kind of stepping away from that and stepping into a little bit of the unknown, right? Oh, absolutely. I, my wife and I had just, uh, we got married in, in October and this actual calling came in March. So just a few months after we got married. And so, my, you know, my wife's a believer and, and she walks by faith, but there's an aspect of, well, this is kind of what we committed to. She thought she was entering in, in this life and this career and, you know, this financial package and all that stuff. And, and for her, it's none of that is about all of that, but it's just, you come into marriage with certain expectations of what life is going to look like. And then it looks a little bit different than what you expected. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what tell us? I mean, tell us what kind of things are you doing now? Yeah, so the ministry is time to revive. Our our tagline is to equip the saints for the return of Christ. And one of the things that it looks like is we go into communities when we're invited, and we'll do a citywide outreach. 
So we'll equip the local church how to go out and share the gospel and then follow up with discipleship relationships. And this movement, Time to Revive, came through the Twin Cities when I was living there. And that's how I got connected. And for the very first time, I went out and shared the gospel as part of the training. And I was just hooked on sharing the gospel since then. And I thought that I could share the gospel in whatever environment I was, um, but God was really leading us, uh, leading us, me into this, uh, helping out with this ministry. So what I do is I oversee basically the operations of the ministry. Uh, so uh, currently I'm working on, we just migrated credit card systems from one to another <laughs> and I'm working on that. So I'm doing some of the same things that I was doing before, but at the same time, I do a lot of uh, teaching and, and, and studying and trying to understand and unpack some of the scriptures to equip our team. We have a team of about 50 people throughout the U.S. So we try to equip them to continue to walk out what they have been called to in their own states as they do local outreaches. So I unpack the scriptures to try to equip our team. And then I, I do some occasional teaching and preaching and um, some some international ministry as well. So m- my job is really a blend of uh, w- what we would call a corporate or business type things and ministry. And I, it's really a blessing to be able to do both at the same time. So, so would you, I mean, you know, the, uh, the, you know, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the podcast before you and I, we know each other. And so we talked about fully expressing um, who God's created you to be. Do you feel like you're in that space of fully express, uh, expressing who God's created you to be your gifts, talents, and abilities? That's a, that's a heavy question because I'll say <laughs> the answer is for today, yes. But because of when, when you're in ministry, you're just forced to be in the Word and in the prayer that much more, I think, or at least for me, it's been that way. And through spending time with the Lord, I'm, I'm learning very quickly that He is not satisfied. He's satisfied with me. He loves me, but He is not satisfied with me being where I am in the sense that he is constantly asking me and wanting me to grow into new things. And so, yes, for today, I am. But I know that tomorrow is going to hold something new and next week and next month. And God just has more and more things for me if I choose to pursue them, which uh, most of the time I am. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that, that, is, that is exciting. The, uh, so, um, so you and I have had some discussions about the the church and about individuals and uh, and you had you had said something to me that uh, that has stuck with me is that uh, uh, that you think that the men in particular are meant to have adventure in their lives to have a a little bit of a uh, um, you know to those things that are a little bit scary but are, are at the same time adventurous Do you, I mean I, it wasn't my list of free free program questions I sent you um, to apologize for that but do you remember that absolutely I do remember that and it kind of came out of the uh, the wild that heart book and that yeah. every every college student is given <laughs> in some format through campus ministry and you know the, the the back half of the book is really about your relationship with your father but if you recall the front half of that book really talks about men created for adventure and the way that we see it show up in our ministries when we go into a city and do an outreach we often have to have we always have a team of four people and we always want one female and one male represented on that team. It just makes it easier when you approach somebody. Well, what we see in our ministry is that we have about 75 to 80% of the people who show up are men, and we have difficulty putting women on teams. And that, I noticed, does not match up with what we see in the church, which is Bible studies are predominantly made up of women, and it's very difficult to get the men. And I was really considering that and pondering it. And then that while that heart book kind of came back into my mind, and I realized part of 
going out and sharing the gospel is the adventure of approaching somebody who you don't know, who doesn't look like you in a situation you've never been in. And you get that adrenaline pumping and you, you, you start to feel that adventure of going out and sharing the gospel and then hearing what the Lord is speaking about that person and then pursuing that. And so, yes, I think that men really in particular could experience some of that adventure that they crave by just going out and doing ministry at any time of the day in the street with people that they don't know. So, I mean, uh, and I know that uh, a lot of folks, and, you, and you've experienced this when somebody comes and says, yes, I'm willing, but I'm terrified. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit like jumping out of a plane. What would you, what would you say to the individual that says, I, I'm terrified, I don't know what to do? And I know that a lot of your ministry is equipping people for, with exactly what to do. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit about, uh, and, and you know, maybe they can even contact you to find out about that. But what, how, what would you say to the, somebody that says, I know that I, 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 speak, I talk to a lot of people. I know that I should share my faith. I know that I don't share my faith. I'm scared to death to show, share my faith. What would you say to that individual? Well, this is not going to be encouraging, but the very first thing I'll address <laughs> is the terror of going out and sharing the faith. I do this all the time, and I get terrified every time. There's a, when, you, when you have that sense of adventure, with it comes risk, and with that risk comes a little bit of nervousness in what you're about to do. And so, it's always scary approaching somebody to talk about Jesus, especially in this day and age in this culture, because you don't know what they're going to say to you. And certainly you have the opportunity and the potential to be rejected, and that's never fun. But the reward is worth that risk. And then I would say on the equipping side, uh, there's two things that we tell people. One is it, it, you just have to schedule time to go out and share. It, it's, it's like that very first step that you take in anything you do. You just have to put yourself out there and do it. And it doesn't matter if you fumble through a gospel presentation, or it doesn't matter if somebody doesn't agree with what you said. You planted a seed, and you put yourself out there. And if you keep doing it with repetition, it's like throwing free throws. If you throw enough free throws, you're going to develop the muscle memory. And so you have to practice going out and sharing the gospel. And, of course, we have tools. We have a wristband and a tabbed Bible that you, you hand over. This is what hooked me is I handed over this tab Bible and the person I was sharing with, all they had to do was read it. I didn't have to do anything. And at the time in, in my faith walk, praise the Lord, because I didn't know a whole lot to present to them other than the five verses that are in the Romans road. And so we have the tools and we have training online, but most of it is just getting over that fear and then just scheduling it and going out and doing it. Could you uh, share maybe uh, one or maybe two stories uh, that uh, of when you personally have seen God move? I mean, so there's the terror up front, there's the there's the anxiety of the moment, but then there's the wonderful reward that sometimes comes. Um, and and salvation is one thing, but you've also talked to me about just uh, people getting healed. Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah. Can you uh, can you just share one or two of those things? And uh, I'll share two. The first one. This is this is an easy one. This was like God just lining lining it up for me. Uh, I was um, going out. I was sharing at a local Walmart store, and I really didn't know. I was just trying to like look around and see if there's anybody that I could talk to. And and um, the God just highlighted, you know, like He highlighted Nicodemus in the tree. Like He just highlighted somebody for me, and I knew it. You, when you make eye contact with somebody, you lock, and you just know that person. So I went up and I talked to him. And I said, how can I pray for you? And his prayer request was this. Well, I'm really looking to try to understand the Bible better than I do right now. Well, I mean, that's like a home run. And so I said, great, I've got one right here. Let's just start talking about it. So we talked about it. It was a great, we met a few times and then I haven't talked to him, but it was just a, a wonderful, God just lined up that whole experience. And then 
uh, another story, you know, I was walking through a different store one day. I was intentionally out sharing the gospel and I really heard God tell me that I was going to pray for somebody who had pain in their job. And, and sometimes this is going to be out there for maybe for some listeners, but sometimes the way that God does that for me is I will suddenly feel a pain in a part of my body where he wants me to pray for somebody. So all of a sudden I get the shooting pain in my jaw and I'm like, all right, I'm going to pray for somebody with a jaw. And so I just, I'm walking around, I make eye contact with this other guy. We start talking and praying and, and uh, he's talking about his job and his, his home life. And towards the very end of our conversation, I said, is there any chance that you have pain in your right jaw? And he threw himself back and he's like, whoa, how did you know that? I was like, dude, I don't even, I just, it was a hunch. I mean, I didn't want to go into it. I was like, it's yeah, a hunch. Right, yeah. And so we prayed for his job, prayed for his family, but then we prayed for his jaw. And I was like, well, move your jaw. How does it feel? And he's like, man, he moves it up and down, left and right. He's like, this feels amazing. I haven't had this kind of relief in forever. And it's just, I think that God uses those things in order to unlock somebody's heart. You know, this guy, we prayed for his family, we prayed for his job, and, and those are wonderful things to pray for, and I know that God is going to bless those things. But when you, on the spot, in the moment, God unlocks a door like that, that guy's never going to forget that. And glory to God, it doesn't, I mean, I, I've never seen the guy again. There's no glory on my part. It's just God wanted to show this guy that he's real, and he heard it. Yeah, that's amazing. And you've told me a, a few of those stories, and every time I, I am just in awe. The power of God. And the power of God and, oh, and how he moves through a willing vessel. And, and what, what would you say about that, Sean? How, how do you prepare yourself just to be that willing vessel to say, God, move through me this day? I mean, is that, is that a simple prayer? Is there, is there more to that in your life? Honestly, no. I just, I, in my mind, I kind of log, if you will, how, when was the last time I was out? And if, if several days or a week has gone by, I just kind of, you know, give a little self-check. Hey, I, let me just even at the gas station to the person who's scanning my chips as I check out, how are you doing today? Can I pray for you? And once you once you demonstrate that you're willing and open, God's going to use that. Huh. So I, that's the biggest thing is just go out and make yourself available. Yeah. So if somebody that's listening today and they're, uh, they're thinking, you know, and, and I talk to a lot of people who feel like they're not being used. They feel like they're stuck. And, um, and, and as you and I both know, not everybody's called out of, uh, you know, their, uh, their full-time job. Um, and, but the, but everybody is called to make disciples. Mm -hmm. So what would your, what would your thoughts, what would your recommendation be to our audience that says, you know, I want to, I want to pursue my calling. I don't know what it is. Um, but I want to pursue it. What would your thoughts or suggestions be to them? Yes, pursue it is is the answer to it. And discipleship is it's so hard, but at the same time, it's so easy and it's so rewarding. But the biggest part about discipleship is just trying to find the person that God would have you disciple. And you know, we we just we released a documentary a couple of days ago, chronicling one guy's journey for thirty one days to hit the streets and then share the gospel. And in the course of that documentary, he encountered ninety five people. But at the end of it all through constant pursuit of them over the course of this 31 days, there's only four people out of that group of 95 who he's actively discipling still three months later. And so discipleship is very hard. You have to look for somebody who God would have you disciple. And that takes prayer. God, if you say, God, I'm, I'm open, I'm willing, would you send me somebody who I can disciple? He'll do it. But you can also go out and look for that person. And so in the workplace, there's people who are working at your job who are younger than you, I guarantee it, that you could grab a coffee with, grab a lunch with, and just start doing life with them. You don't have to have a, a 
a seminary degree or anything like that. You just have to have a relationship with the Lord and maybe read your Bible sometimes and say, hey, I just read this story about John the Baptist. Did you know he ate locusts? Can you imagine eating <laughs> locusts? And that will just go off on a conversation of its own. So make yourself available and just go look for people to disciple. That's a good word. Well, tell us a little bit what's going on with Time to Revive now and what's going on with the, what, what are you guys involved with? What are you guys doing and how can we pray for Time to Revive? Yeah, well, I mentioned uh, we just released this documentary and it's really impactful. It's about an hour and a half and it really, it got some really cool people in it as well. Uh, Dr. Robert Coleman, who wrote Master Plan of Evangelism, Bob Harrington, who's with discipleship.org, Michael Miller of the Upper Room, just getting different perspectives on what it takes to make a disciple. And we have, uh, th those who have seen it so far have been really impacted by it and encouraged in how to go out and show the gospel and make disciples. So that's one thing. And then we've, John, you and I've talked about this. We did this thing a couple of years ago called Revive School, which is two years of teaching through the whole Bible every day, Genesis to Revelation. And uh, we have recently launched that overseas. And since the beginning of May, so what are we talking, four months, uh, it's in 21 countries with over 2,200 students, and it's all word of mouth. We have not promoted it because there is a hunger out there for people to want to know the word of God in a, in a deeper way. And once people experience that, they want to bring others into the process. And then all of a sudden, when that happens, you're looking at discipleship happening. People catch something, and they want to bring you into it. That's awesome. So if, they, uh, if somebody wants to uh, look at the resources or find out more about uh, Time to Revive, and how do they, uh, how do, they do that? It's timetorevive.com. You can check out just about everything on our website, Revive School. You can check out the Bibles and wristbands and watch videos of encounters in the street where people are sharing the gospel, little five-minute videos to just encourage you, spur you on, maybe demonstrate how to do it. And uh, obviously, if uh, people want access to the tools, they can, uh, they can get them through the website as well. Awesome. Awesome. Right, any, uh, any closing thoughts for our audience, Sean, that you would uh, des desire to have an imparting word of wisdom? No, I think for all of your listeners, uh, and this is any anybody who listens to this podcast or not, God has called you from your mother's womb. He said it to Isaiah, he said it in Jeremiah, he said it to Paul. I believe that God has a calling in your life that was established while you were in your mother's womb. And part of the purpose of this life is just trying to figure out what God is calling us to, and then walk in that. But know that every person has been called and gifted to do what they've been called to. And the adventure in pursuing that is an amazing adventure. And so whatever it takes for people to get out of the rut and out of the common things of life and into that lane that God has established, it's going to be an amazing, amazing journey. That's awesome, Sean. See, that's a good word for our listeners. Would be, uh, we're praying that uh, God stirs your heart, that you're listening and uh, and encourages you, and then uh, and then you would be obedient to step into that walk of faith that God has called you to. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Fully Expressed with John Dembeck. If you'd like to receive John's weekly devotional, go to seeds2life.org. That's seeds2life.org.